Dotterly McNeil, Executive Director of Programs and Services for Productive Pathways Transitional Services. And I am Erica Robinson, Program and Operations Manager at Grow Nonprofit Corporation and Director of Interns at Productive Pathways Transitional Services, Inc. And welcome to Let's Talk Transition. Thanks for tuning in. Erica, can you believe that this is our third episode? I know, Dodger. It's been a blast as well. Yes, and yes. All that's left to say is congratulations. Yes, we got many more episodes <laughs> to come. Yes, also, today's topic is one that I know we all can relate and it's personal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Life journey, transitioning through life. Mm -hmm. And also, too, let me mention, I am excited mm -hmm. because we have a special guest who will be telling us her life journey and how she transitioned through life, Ms. Tracy Hepburn of Shining Light. Yes. yes. Right. I'm excited to uh, hear her story and um, her life journey transitioning through life. Me too. So please stay tuned because this is a part of the segment that you really, really, really don't want to miss. <laughs> but um, I know for me, while we're, you know, because our topic is life journey, transitioning through life, uh, for me, I can say it, it's been a journey, but the huge uh, challenge for me, I could say, is the death within the family. It seemed like every two years within an eight-year time span, mm -hmm. there was a death. So every two years, mm -hmm. we was experiencing mm -hmm. a death, um, starting, with the, um, starting with my grandmother, mm -hmm. who raised me and my sister and I, um, cousin, uncle, but it really hit home with the passing of uh, my brother when he was killed. So it really impacted um, us very, very um, tremendously. Also, um, my divorce, which was a hard transition because um, it is also a loss as well. And you know, when we go through anything, any transition that's really uh, detrimental, it's right. a loss. Right. And um, it's a grieving process that we experience. <laughs> So for me, just experiencing those um, events of the death and then the divorce and all of that, right. it was a part of a grieving process that I experienced. And um, it, it just was a challenge. It became a challenge. So um, going through all of that, um, I can say I definitely found my strength. <laughs> yes, I'm sure you did, Dr. We all can relate to change, for change is inevitable. Definitely the grief of a loved one going through a, a divorce. It's, it is a process. It's a grieving process. Yes, indeed. Yes. Thank you for sharing. Thank mm -hmm. you for Thank listening. You Thanks for this topic. I mean, <laughs> you know, with certain topics we're going to have and experience, it's going to um, bring out some, some things in, in us and also hopefully our listeners. Well, I can admit that this topic resonates well with me because for the past two plus years, I have been transitioning through life as a caregiver. My mother was diagnosed with breast cancer, which has resulted in her being in a fight for her life. And her fight has become my own as well. So, so she definitely, I have to say, um, in this fight, she is a survivor. <laughs> but just like for many, the journey has not been now, for me, transitioning as a caregiver, 
is a, a privilege. It is. It is a privilege it, because it's, it's, a, it's a unique role. It's a unique role to have because you're helping that loved one through that time, their time, their challenge time. And the, there's so many challenges. There's so many new challenges that are being faced, right? And uh, part of that journey um, is understanding you're part of the cancer care team. And so on that note, it, it's, it, you are part of a team, but it's not an easy thing. It's not an easy task. Caregiving entails patience, <laughs> understanding, selfless acts. Um, you are even at times a financial assistant, um, financial monitoring support at, at, at times. You know, um, uh, you're that home health aid, that home companionship, mm -hmm. even even at times. And, and you know, just the daily of, of keeping family and friends informed. So you're just juggling. Yeah. Juggling um, all of these new things. And, and, and sometimes as a caregiver, uh, you can be that counselor, that protector um, of the um, emotional support. And even with that, um, when you are a caregiver, who counsels? The caregiver. The counselor, right. And when you when you become, you know, weary, who strengthens that individual? Who vitalizes that individual soul? So I have to say, um, I me personally I have to be careful, for I am one that will thrust myself into projects, <laughs> as most of us do. <laughs> thrust myself, yes, me too, <laughs> and into even work, um, especially when there's a lot going on, and um, that's just a part of my makeup. That's just me. That's my mo. <laughs> and um, I have to be careful because I can lose myself easily. So be becoming a caregiver, <laughs> um, I found that through the years, um, and, and, and I'm still learning, but through the years I've learned to, to have a balance. You have to have that balance. Mm -hmm. And so by taking the time to self-care, Doctor to explore even my interests once again. Yes, and, and revisiting yeah, goals and plans and making sure uh, for me, for me, my faith, that my faith is strong, that uh, revitalizes me, that, that, that allows my soul to be strong. And lastly, I find, I find that um, just quiet, just quiet time. Quiet time, time definitely works. I, I sometimes I spend just 15 minutes in my car <laughs> alone. <laughs> And that, that just helps. It really does. And for anyone that is a caregiver out there, I encourage you to, to do the same. You know, take time. Take time in this journey because it is a journey. Yes. And it's a, a, a team journey. It's a team effort. And you're part of a team. So here are um, a group of people in your team for support. So just uh, get ready to write this down. You can talk with a nurse, a social worker. Um, even um, other caregivers. Mm -hmm. uh, you can also call the Cancer Society at 1-800-227-2345, 1-800-227-2345 to learn more about the services in your area as well. And you know, Erica, with you saying that, um, with us being caregivers, even mm -hmm. like you said, taking care of your mom and me being a mom, taking care of children, 
caregivers, a support system is very important <laughs> to have because I'm um, like you said, who does the caregiver have? And we always have to make sure that we have that strong supportive support system around us so that way we have someone to vent to, confide in, you know, just that person to run to is necessary. Because um at times we do get exhausted, overwhelmed, facing, like you said, different challenges and so forth. So that's very important. Um, and thanks for the um, information also as well. But it's very important to make sure you um, are surrounded by a great uh, support system as well. So um, I told y'all to tune in. And stay tuned in because this is a part of the segment you don't want to miss. So now, here we are. Like I said, I'm excited to have this guest on, Miss Tracy Hepburn of Shining Light. She's um, a life dream, life and dream coach. Miss um, Tracy um, also is a certified dream coach and an expiring speaker mm -hmm. from Dream University mm -hmm. in San Francisco, California. Um, she led several seminars, retreats, mm -hmm. um, one that really caught my eye, um, just, you know, reading up on her was the um, Simply Chic mm -hmm. and Expression of Identity. Miss mm -hmm. um, Tracy, also a radio talk show host um, with Tea Time with Tracy on Worship 95.3 in Augusta, Maine. So um, with further ado, please help us. And welcoming our guest, Miss Tracy Helper. Thank you, Tracy, for joining us. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Lee and Erica, for having me here yes. today. I'm very excited. Yes. I don't know, after that big buildup, <laughs> my goodness. I'm just a fellow pilgrim. Uh, fellow sword. Oh, I can't say that word. I'm a fellow traveler. There you okay. Go. Yeah. I'm a fellow traveler on on this life journey with with um, with everyone else, and I just count it an honor and a privilege to be able to be here today. In thinking about what I should talk about today, it was pretty challenging. I have had a lot, a lot, <laughs> a lot of life transitions. And after much prayer and reflection, I felt led to talk about my eyesight. Okay. In 1994, I was diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa. It is just the opposite of macular. Um, it is a degenerative eye disease. And first you lose your night vision and then peripheral mm -hmm. and then you get like a tunnel vision. Um, sometimes people you lose the use of their rods and cones, which will produce color blindness. Mm -hmm. And then you're supposed to lose your blindness. Now, I mean, excuse me, you're supposed to lose your eyesight. Mm -hmm. I refuse to believe that. Anyway, at the present time, there is no treatment for it, and I have been dealing with this for um, the past 20 years, and um, my, the hardest transition for me actually happened about five years ago when I lost my ability to be able to read large texts. Now, you would have thought it would have been when I had to stop driving. <laughs> That is a challenge, but not being able to read is 
huge, huge challenge, um, especially for a reader, which I am. I love to study and learn and grow. And that's one of the things that helps me with my soul is being able to read my Bible, read inspirational books, basically anything I can get my hands on, fiction, whatever. So um, fortunately, God has blessed me with a great team with the Florida Division of Blind Services and the Center for the Visually Impaired. Through them, I was able to obtain a device called an OrCam, which is a small device that sits on the frame of your eyeglasses, non-prescription eyeglasses. And at the top of the page, you put your finger at the top of the page and you hear a clicking noise in your ear and then you take your finger away and it will read the entire page for you. So I was very blessed to be able to receive that. In fact, I, I'll have to tell you, the first time I was able to read again was very traumatic. <laughs> I laid on my bed with my cup of coffee and my Orcam, and I, I couldn't even listen to the page. I was crying. Oh, wow. <laughs> but that's a good thing. You know, I believe that, well, let me back up. I don't believe in self-pity. Um, I was raised in a family that did believe in self-pity. You deal with what is, um, but you don't you don't deny your feelings at the same time. You just deal with what is and try to make the best of things. That's what that's how I was raised, and that's that's my mo. Is that the cup is always half full, but you do have doubts. You do have questions, and. There have been several times when I ask God, why me? And I'm sure that we've all asked that question, why me? My question has become, why not me? Because I believe that when challenges come to us, as Erica has already said, the only thing that's in inevitable is change and challenges. It's the choices that we make when those things come to us. And I firmly believe that when those things happen to us, we have a choice to make. We can either allow it to press us in further to the living word of God, Jesus Christ, or we will run away from him. That's what I believe. And so my faith has really sustained me. Um, I'm not religious. I have a love relationship with Jesus. Am I perfect? <laughs> Heck no. Heck no. I guess we often say no to that one. <laughs> yes. But it is, my faith has been one of my sustaining graces. And as Erica and Dr. Lee have already shared, having that support system around you and definitely self-care. In Galatians 5, 14, there's a verse that says the entire law is summed up by this one command, that you love each other as you love yourself. If you're not loving yourself, how can you love anyone else? Mm -hmm. And so through this process of losing my eyesight, I have really learned how to love myself, who and what my true identity is, 
and I never would have become the woman that I am today if it had not been for this challenge. So thank you very much for listening, and thank you, ladies, for having me. Yes. I'm just so honored yes. to be a part of yes. this team. We are definitely honored to have you um, on, Miss um, <clears throat> Tracy. And um, like I said, just connecting with you and your story and meeting with you and reading over um, your life journey and the transitions that um, you experienced as we all experienced, it was just um, for one, like you said, um, make sure you have a good support system and make sure that you're surrounded and, you know, keeping the faith and everything like that. It also, like I said, with me, and I'm pretty sure you and Erica can um agree that you find your strength so um with doing so and going through all of this it seems as if you found your strength yes. going through this life journey and this transition um you found your your strength as okay. as we all do because going through challenges cause you to find your strength and as you said um you wouldn't change anything you know and um like you said why not you because we all meet someone who's going through what we've done experience, whether it was earlier, mid or later in life. We we're going to meet someone or have met someone who went through or is experiencing what we've already done experience. So I do love that when you say, why not you? Well, why not us? Because we're here to help motivate and be that inspiration to someone else that is going through what we've went through already. Yes. So. Thank you for, for coming on and sharing that. This is um, our part of the segment where um, we do uh, solutions and, 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 you know, just put it out there for our listeners to... Um, just have some solutions and some tips. And I know for me and um, Erica, we just have a few questions for you. Sure. Okay. And I, my question is, um, like I said, I read your your read up on you and I've read some of the success, success stories. And one of the stories I liked was um, Vicki Bryant's story. Mm -hmm and how attending and working with you changed her life. Um, what was it about that event that um, you were partaking in that, you know, made that connection between you and Vicki? What was it with that event? Um, well, I think, I think for Vicki and myself, um, she was, at, at the time when I did that event, which was simply chic and expression of identity, she was a teenager. Oh. And she was about 15, 16, somewhere around in there. And living in a, a single home situation and was struggling to find herself. Oh. And I think that some of the things that I shared along with some group discussions opened her eyes to the fact that she is um, a daughter of royalty and that she doesn't have to prove herself because God's already approved of her. Um, I think a connection was made due to the fact that when I was growing up, I had a lot of um, issues myself 
And so I think that that was a strong connection that we had. Oh, wow. Great, great. Um, I know that and that it's a good thing that we have um, and we are able to mentor and, and speak um, to others on, like I said, what we've experienced and to make um, some connections mm-hmm. um, and sometimes life um, long connections and friendships as well. Um, what advice can you give those or our listeners who are going through a transitioning period in life? My biggest piece of advice, I believe, would be affirmative, loving, nurturing self-talk. When those voices attack you saying that, see, you're never going to make it. You're just a failure. You're no good. The list goes on and on. When those voices come in, you just, and sometimes you can even put your hand up and say, stop. Nope, I'm not going to listen to that. Um, and just in a loving, kind voice, remind yourself of who you are. I am a daughter of royalty. I am beautiful, just the way I am. I have nothing to prove to anyone. I am loved. I am cherished. And do it in that soft, tender voice. Okay, that's some great advice. Um, And I can agree with that. Um, what you're saying because um, when we go through challenges and and go through life journey and transitioning you're always um, getting hit or challenged with some kind of defeat whether it's Mm -hmm. like you said the the feet of of the voices um, telling you you're you can't do it you're not worthy Um, see this is going to happen to you and you won't be the one break the generational curse and just different you know, mm-hmm. um, inside voices that tells you that's when you have to, like you said, be strong and just say, you know what, I'm not going to listen to that. This is who I am. I know who I am. I know my purpose, mm-hmm. um, what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can get the desires of my heart. Um, I'm going to break that cycle. Just mm-hmm. that self-encouragement, that self-talk to keep us encouraged. I can agree with that. Great advice. Great advice. And Tracy, Tracy Hepburn, first I want to say thank you. Thank you for sharing your life journey, your life journey story, a part of it, that is, um, (laughs) with us today. We're so delighted to have you. We really are. Well, okay, so I'll start with um, this question for you. I read in your bio that you were performing artists or involved in the performing arts. Oh, yes. So can you, oh, yes. <laughs> can you tell us more about your journey as a performing artist? Well, Erica, it really started when I was um, in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had a lot of challenges, and... My mom opened me to the world of books through the children's department in the library, and I just became engulfed in the world of imagination. And I have a sister who's um, from my family of origin, and then I have four foster brothers who became my brothers when I was five, and they never went back to their family of origin, so they're my brothers. 
So in elementary school, my imagination started going wild, and I started dreaming up all these things that we could do. <laughs> and every summer, I would um, I would draft, I would command that my sister and my brothers and my friends we would put on these shows right. in our in our garage. And of course, oh, wow. you know, I'm going to date myself, but I grew up in the <laughs> '70s. You know, love with love watching the Sonny and Cher oh, and the Osmond okay. Brothers, and you know, I was I like, okay, so the variety show type thing. <laughs> right. And then I acted in school plays, and um, I I wanted to be an actress. And then in high school, I met a guy. I met a guy. <laughs> and my dreams got pushed aside. I ended up marrying him, um, my high school sweetheart. And then we were divorced. And I was like, okay, here's my chance to go after my dream again. And I um, got accepted into the American Academy of Dramatic Arts in Manhattan oh, wow. for the summer program. Which was awesome. very, I had moved back home to get back up on my feet, and very wisely, my parents suggested, well, instead of just plunging in, why don't you see if you can get into the summer program? And so I had to go down and audition, and thank God for my mother, because she ran lines with me all that night before. <laughs> and I, I did the summer program, and it was a great, great experience. I learned a lot, but it encompassed every aspect of an actor's life. So we actually had to go out on auditions. Oh, and wow. having had so much rejection from my first husband, I just couldn't handle the rejection. So I was like, okay, professional acting, no. <laughs> Amateur, I have done all my life. And I absolutely love it. Wow, you, you for sharing. Well, as I mentioned before, change is inevitable. And um, it's consistent with setbacks. Yes. So, Tracy, you are quite accomplished and passionate. You are very passionate about what you do as well. My next, so my next question has two parts, mm -hmm. which is when you were diagnosed with your eye condition, with your eye disease, mm -hmm. per se, uh, did you continue your, your passion? Of interest, whatever you were doing at that moment, at that time in your life, did you continue? Because we know we have setbacks, but I would love to hear about um, just that moment in time, uh, the realness and the reality that sunk in for you. Were you able to continue on? That's the first part. <laughs> yes, I was because um, when I was, I'm very determined person. It's a part of my makeup. Um, my mother would tell you that it's not stubbornness, it's um, hard-headedness. Um, I have mellowed, but, I, you know, when I was growing up, if she told me to go left, I would go right. I hear you. So having that as part of my personality and my makeup, I believe that that's been a, a big asset um, of when I was um, diagnosed. Um, I don't think it really sunk in until I actually started seeing some changes. Like losing my ability to drive at night, that didn't really phase me. But then when I could no longer drive during the day, it was like, okay, this is reality. 
but I was a Mary Kay consultant at the time, and my attitude was like, I'm gonna, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm going after that car. That pink Cadillac. So my, this is my next question for you, and it kind of relates to, to what, what you just stated. When did you realize, and, and Dr. and I really um, were having this conversation the other day, when did you realize that giving up was not an option? I, I guess that's what we want to pull from you. Because it sounds like you were already predetermined. This is uh, innate. This is something that you've had all your life. But when did you realize in that moment that, okay, this is happening. I can no longer do this. I can no, no longer do that. But when was, um, for your reality, giving up not an option for you? Basically from day one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's just, life goes on. And how am I going to maneuver through this life? Um, but then there's, you know, there's like two steps forward and one step back. And so I was very determined that I wasn't going to let this affect me. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Losing your eyesight. You're not going to let it affect you. <laughs> but um, I think that there have just been several moments along the way to answer your question. I remember, because I actually got diagnosed here in Florida, and um, my husband and I will never forget, his name was Dr. Wing, and he came in and he got on his little stool and he came over and, well, you're going blind. Oh, <laughs> wow. Don't know when, I don't know if it'll be tomorrow or five years from now, but you're going blind. Wow. So, um, given the fact that I'm originally from Maine and... Um, Massachusetts Eye and Ear Infirmary is world-renowned. Mm. I got a referral to go there and then um, was diagnosed up there with it. Um, and just... What? Erica, this is a tough question. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Because I think of, of individuals that are not tracing. Uh, yeah, and definitely. They're at yes. that point yes. where they're in a setback moment, and they don't have the willpower. They don't have the the the, the mindset to keep going. And I I I'm a pretty determined young lady myself. Yes, but <laughs> there are times when I'm like, oh, I don't know, you know, in yeah. my experiences and my setbacks. So I'm just curious. You have that ability, and I love it. I love how you said from day one. That, that's, that was just in you to know what to do mm -hmm. or how to move forward. Help help us, help those individuals that may not have that in up. <laughs> well, what, what, what can they do? I think, day it, one? I think, again, it comes back to um, what you put into your mind and mm -hmm. what comes out of your mouth yep. and what comes, what you allow into your mind, that affirmative self-talk that I was just talking about earlier. To giving yourself permission to be okay when you have moments when you're not strong, mm -hmm. which that's been the hardest part for me is like, um, I remember one morning and this was right about the same time that I was losing my ability to read large text. Mm -hmm. And that was a moment that was hard. Um, it, I was having a, a morning where 
Okay, I needed to iron a blouse. I couldn't find the iron. Iron. Um, there were just a number of things that I couldn't find, and I was getting so frustrated. And that afternoon, I had an appointment um, with my mobility instructor from the Center for the Visually Impaired. Mm -hmm. And um, long story short, I thought, well, I have food allergies. And so I said, well, I'm going to make myself some gluten-free pumpkin muffins. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go sit on my back deck. And I'm going to quiet my heart. I'm going to quiet my mind. This is not the end of the world. Well, I started making the muffins, and there were three ingredients I couldn't find. On the third ingredient, I threw the muffin tin. Oh. <laughs> and I sank to the floor, and I cried. Oh, and I think that just allowing yourself those moments, and then after you're all cried out, after, you, after you've all screamed out, you just say, okay, okay. What can I do next? What do I need to do next for me? Do I need to call somebody? Do I just need to be quiet and sit? Do I need to read something? Do I need to listen to something? I think those are the things that have helped me in those moments where it's been scary. Is just to say and to ask myself, to ask God, what is it that I need right now to get through the next few moments? can say also um just to add what um tracy um said is that um we all have to know and find that um that common ground of to our breaking point to accept what i what could be going on or what that challenge is at that moment that transition or what we're experiencing because i know um i'm pretty sure we all have some familiar some familiarness when it comes to how we handle situations. Cause mm -hmm. I know for me, um, I work good under pressure. <laughs> I know that um, when it comes to where um, I exhausted all my options on how can mm -hmm. I move forward mm -hmm. with something I can't fix. Right. Um, I do isolate myself um, in the room. I turn on Netflix and I'll lay there all weekend or all week until I get that answer until I get that, like you were saying, Erica, that fulfillment back to put to allow me to move forward. And I think once we get to that point to where, okay, mentally, we have to um, find that downtime to where we can get that fire back and where we can move forward. Because if I keep pushing and I'm pretty sure we all, if we keep oh, yeah. pushing and pushing and oh, yeah. pushing, we do have that meltdown, that breakdown, not saying it's bad, it's really, really good, to be honest with you, because I do that. I'll lay there, and I'll cry, and i do it all, and I'm like, okay, I need answers, and I'm going to lay here until I get answers, and i lay there until I get answers, and I get my answer till that fire is back now, and now I can jump head first into whatever it is mm -hmm. that I was working on or mm -hmm. dealing with at that moment mm -hmm. because now that pressure is turning into motivation. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, yes. if that makes sense. 
And um, I know that that works for me. So whatever works for anyone, even our listeners, do what works for you. And always give yourself time to get the answers to the questions of anything that you're facing. Because if you keep moving forward, you won't get your answer because we have to, like Miss Tracy said, quiet your mind and your heart to get your answer. So I do. um, Yeah, and I do. So thank you, Miss Tracy, for for that, for joining us. May I just add a couple more things? Yeah, sure. The other thing, too, is that when you're going through those moments, what I have learned to do is just simply breathe. Yes. Just take a deep breath in and hold it for three seconds and then let it out. And what I do when I take that deep breath in, I say, I am breathing in the breath of God and I am breathing out everything else. That's just a suggestion. And just like you were saying, we love to give gifts, especially this time of year with Christmas. Mm -hmm. We need to give ourselves the gift of time. Yeah. It is a gift that we need to bestow upon ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. And we were talking about gift giving earlier. You missed yes. that conversation, <laughs> audience. But, but yes, I, I, that time. I like that. So within that time, would you say that would be the self-care? Yes. The time of self-care? Absolutely. Oh, wow. Yeah. Absolutely. Whatever that looks like for you. And I would encourage you to create a list. Like, I have a list of what fills my energy tank and what doesn't. Um, And then I also have a, um, I have a comfort cupboard. And I'm developing a toy box because I have a hard time playing. (laughs) (laughs) And I did, I can't take credit for those ideas. I read about that in a book called uh, Simple Abundance by Sarah being breathnik and so because there are going to be times when you need a cup of tea but there's going to be another time when you just need to you know punch your pillow yeah yeah you know so whatever self-care looks like for you i would just encourage you to take some quiet time and create a a list and then start gathering those items i think that's necessary yeah. Through transition. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Because at that moment, you'll, you'll know um, what is it mm-hmm. to, you know, the items, like you said, to add to the list. Mm-hmm. So with going through that journey um, in life or that and, and transitioning through, that list yeah. will help mm-hmm. with. Apply. Yeah. Apply. Will, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It will. So um, also, too, if, you know, our listeners and Everyone out there would like to connect with you, oh, yes. Miss Tracy. <laughs> How can they reach you? How can they connect with you? Well, because of my eyesight, the best way is either by phone or text message. Mm-hmm. And my number is 207-691-5001. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have a website, shininglightreflections.com. And if I may... Um, beginning in January, we are going to do a monthly girls' night out. Um, Exciting! Yes, it's Exciting. going to be the third Friday of every month. So mm-hmm. our first one will be January fifteenth, from seven to nine p.m. And it'll, it will be like a little mini retreat for oh. girls and women 
Um, it would be age appropriate for um, girls 10 to beyond. <laughs> and we'll, we'll have a teaching and activity and refreshments. And um, I think everyone would get a lot out of it. It's going to be at Tabernacle Baptist Church in the Fellowship Hall. Um, the cost is $20 per month. Um, if you register by January 10th and you decide that you want to register for the whole year, um, for the whole year, it's $240 per month. But if you register by January 10th, so the entire year, um, we'll give it to you for $200, which is two months free. Oh, wow. Beautiful. And, yeah, and you can um, register either... Um, on my website, or you can call me again at 207-691-5001. Okay. That's if anyone wants to connect with Miss Tracy and um, um, just, you know, connect with her. Because I know I connected with her, and I'm loving it. <laughs> and to know that we have um, yes. a lot of similarities yes. is crazy. <laughs> so I'm about to call her my aunt from another month. <laughs> <laughs> another grandmother but yes we connected and it's amazing connection and looking forward to working um with with miss tracy and all of the great things to come that's in store also um for transitional coaching you can also reach out to productive pathways transitional services inc transitional coaching um by texting transitional coaching to 321 363 9333 or emailing to pptchyouth at gmail.com. Um, the website will currently be up, but right will be up, but currently is under maintenance right now. And as always, you can come visit us at 835 Sycamore Street here in Titusville at the Gibson Center. So, you know, we want everyone to transition and, and have. Um, Yes, transition yes. into the new year on a new uh, a new wave yes. into a new chapter mm -hmm. yes. um and knowing Journey, that guys. yes yes and knowing Journey, that you guys. have the resources and services to connect to along with the individuals to connect to mm -hmm. to get you there and i love something that my sister says coach um Dottrell mcneil she's a confidence coach align your mouth and your mind which mm -hmm. means speak abundance so align your mouth and your mind um that way you you know, you're, you're positive and, and getting out of the limited belief by aligning your mouth and your mind. Yeah. So, um, again, um, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Miss Tracy. Thank, thank you. you for, thank you. Yes. <laughs> and I like to thank our listeners for tuning in. And this is, I am Dotrelly McNeil along with Erica Robinson. Oh, we want to wish everyone happy holidays. Happy Happy New Year. Yes. Happy New Year. Yes, and join us Happy next time on Let's Talk Transition.